Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Anime Nerd. And you guys, I just want to wish you guys a happy Friday. Hopefully, everybody have a great week. Well, had a great week so far. And you already know what I'm about to do today. I'm going to pretty much basically go over Promised Neverland Chapter 113, The King of Paradise and My Hero Academia. So, since we're going to go ahead and start off with that, I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a, you know, a chance to grab something to drink, food, or even just get ready. And I will start it shortly, so be on the lookout, alright? Alright folks, so let's go ahead and start into Promised Neverland, Chapter 113, The King of Paradise. If you guys last remember from the last chapter of morning, it was pretty much the kids mourning the loss of Hugo and Lucas. And at the end, we saw a mysterious guy calling himself Minerva at the end. <clears throat> so, sorry about that. So we're going to go ahead and kick off into it. So right off the bat... The chapter opened up. It was October 2047. There's a group of characters. I would say there's there's a female character, um, a guy with like nunchucks, a guy with two like two wheeling blade with a bag over his head, and a bald headed guy with glasses that looked like he got a scar on his on his on his forehead. And pretty much they're always in the land of the demons and they're pretty much demons all over the place. And pretty much these guys are to me total badass with as far as what they are doing because it seems to me they're doing kind of the, what Emma and them are doing, but they're actually going out and killing these demons like this ain't nothing because this whole entire hallway is full of demons. But anyway, you get there. And then the chapter, the girl kind of like picks up a part of the demon and asks if she can eat him. And he like, who cares what you do? You're going to do whatever you want anyway. Said the guy with the nunchucks pretty much. It's to me, when I saw that, that she asked to eat the demons, I'm like, whoa, that's a little too much. But then again, the demons ate, you know, them. So pretty much, I guess, eat to be eaten, uh, kill to be eaten, I guess. I don't know. Hey, look, I don't mock my word but anyway i thought it was weird that she would do that but at the same time it's kind of cool in the in the chapter you see the girl who want to eat the demon she have a bat that kind of remind me of like negan from the walking dead kind of like lucille kind of if it remind me if you know walking dead you understand that's how her bat kind of remind me of it. instead of having barbed wires though these look like it actually had like razor blades on them which i'm pretty sure is effective to kill those demons anyway they were pretty much talking. The group, those four group, was talking, and the guy that popped up, which I just realized who he was, at um, was pretty much going and trying to free um these kids from the cattle. And you see the guy with the I'm I'm guessing his hair is going to be blonde, but because you know in manga it's kind of hard to tell far as what their hair color is and what it's going to look like but from what i see is his hair um well not his hair but he's there trying to be like um 
freeing these kids who are in these shelters. And it's crazy how much, like, Promised Neverland kind of reflects to real life in a way because they got these kids as cattle and they're feeding them, but they look really sickly. This is, like, not even, like, fine, like, top-grade top, top grade type of meat because that's what the demons do. They kind of, like, breed the kids off. Not, like, breed them, but, like, grade them to, like, bottom to top tier like emma and her crew are to like top tier classes whereas um kids without no education or anything like that are just meant to be like mass produced are like bottom grade so pretty much the group that is with this guy uh who i will say his name later on if i did say it already early then oops then hey you guys found out already but if not then don't even worry about it until i tell you but um so pretty much the group saw him and was like wow this is awful like these kids are crazy so the guy with the two sword was slashing and breaking them away and so and when you break away the way their hand like looks and fell fall down is really bad it's like really 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 bad they're like weak feeble they look sickly um the dude started hugging him talking about you poor thing the guy who's in charge of the four people in the group was pretty much telling them like you poor thing you know um and stuff like that you know i wish i was there sooner kind of yada yada stuff kind of like heartwarming like type stuff that you will feel when you see something and you know that is wrong um so the guy with the glasses with the scar on his forehead was asking pretty much um are we gonna bring him and the dude responded no you know by the time they even get there they're pretty much dead because these kids are in such like a terrible like position and they just look like really sick they wouldn't even make it out there and so pretty much they like you know they just want to break the shackle off their their you know off of them and let them die in peace because pretty much these kids are are not gonna make it like I said so at the end he had to make the decision to light it light that whole plantation up and burning them in the process yes those kids die they pretty much didn't have a chance to go with but as they go um, the guy said destroy all farms freeing every single cattle child bring the end to all bring the neverland to an end and pretty much you see the guy take off his room and he's standing in front of a whole bunch of kids and and these kids were chanting his name Minerva 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 so me my prediction I don't know if this is the real Minerva not unless Minerva is a title or this is actually this guy but either way, he's freeing these kids from the land of the demon. And obviously, they're living free. And he got him a bad behind group with him. Now, me, if I was Minerva and I'm actually freeing these kids, I would actually train these kids to be, like, top-grade assassin and demon killing. So then they could easily take off the land. Because there's a whole lot of kids, a lot in them. And they could easily mass-produce, since these kids are being mass-produced, that they can easily pretty much build their own army and fight off the demons if they really want to anyway so the manga chapter switched over to emma and them going talking about the code and trying to decipher the code and pretty much the code is pretty much that minerva left for them it's pretty much in all his books so when they decipher it they wrote it down it said go to the jaws of lion and one of the kids was like oh i've seen it in the map and it's about a 10-day 
trip on foot. So these kids, remind me, these kids are traveling, and it's and it's it's crazy. Like these kids literally be traveling like for ten, three, two days. I ain't gonna lie, I'd be scared. I don't even know if I'd be able to sleep. But these kids are doing it anyway. So hey, more power to them. So next, then pretty much before everybody um, was about to leave, Emma was thinking about Yugo and Lucas and everybody they lost, and kind of like in like one of those like fashion like spiritual thing like you got Hugo and Lucas like touching Emma kind of letting her know that everything's gonna be okay and all the ones that had died before you know from the hands of Andrew and all them and then pretty much they were like all right we're heading out and then the chapter ends like that for the most part um overall though this chapter was really good I really did enjoy it I can't wait to, now that they're finally moving on from the whole Andrew saga and moving on to this next place, I just want to know if they're going to, like, kind of speed it up or they're going to, like, see, we're going to go through them, going through the woods and so on, running into demons and so like stuff like that. But we don't know. But for the most part, though, I really did enjoy this chapter. I thought it was pretty cool that we actually got to see what Minerva himself was doing and him and his, like, crew. And let me just say, this crew is is pretty badass just to have weapons. They ain't really even using guns out here. They're really just using, like, swords. And so, so these, and obviously they're adults or teenagers. I don't know what they are. Well, the ones that's with Andrew. But I'm going to go with adults. Clearly, they're there. They're doing it. And, yeah. But anyway, just you guys hold on. We're going to go ahead to My Hero Academia. So go ahead, take a slight break, and I'll be right with you guys as soon as possible. All right. Alrighty, you guys. So, we're going to go ahead and do My Hero Academia Chapter 207, Preemptive Victory. Um, so, right off, you know, the fourth match is finally beginning. And pretty much in this manga or in this series or chapter. Sorry, guys. Anyway, in this chapter, right off, I introduce the four people from Class B who's going to be fighting one of them is Bondo Corjiro. He's the guy that kind of looked like, kind of remind me of like the Heartless in Kingdom Hearts. And then you got Asue Yosetsu. He's he's the guy with like the bandana around his head. Then you got this guy who kind of looked like a lizard with like a razor, kind of almost like a Pokemon. I would say Kamarkiri Togaru. And then last but not least, the um, Class B Toya Setsuna. Um, and they kind of label them as the fearless class B, yada, yada, yada. But these are the four students from class B that is going to be fighting Bakugo and his crew. Anyway, so going on into the chapter, you have, it opened up kind of like, all right, up next is round four, class A and B are neck and neck with one victory. So yeah, both A and B have one victory. And technically... So, Class B teacher Vlad Sensei was like, you know, Class A is only winning, only win was against Sensei again because they technically lost one that one by him. So, uh, he was like asking, are they truly equal to, you know, Class B? And you know, I can understand. True, it's okay to gloat, but I'm pretty sure Vlad is going to pretty much go ahead and 
about to get his shit pushed in, pretty much. That's the only way I can think of. Probably shouldn't have said that. But more than likely, Class A is going to go ahead and show them what they're really all about. I'm going to go ahead and predict that, you know, round four is going to go to Baku and his crew. Just because Baku don't like to lose. But I might be wrong. Who knows? Anyway. Then you see uh, uh, Ayasawa pretty much like... um, was just like kind of like moaning telling his crew to cut it out because they were kind of over there trying to argue with Vlad Sensei and pretty much um, as I was like can you afford to make the same mistake twice if this was the real deal Class B had definitely taken much more tactical measure than the reality of this so truthfully Class B seemed to be truthfully taking this whole joint training Seriously, and then I was, I was like, I guess Vlad is a better teacher than me, and you know, I don't think so personally. I just think that class A is a little too cocky because they have been through some stuff. So truthfully, they, they even though they have experience, they doesn't doesn't mean they know actually they are a better fighter or anything like that. They just because they've been through so much already that they just can probably think they could turn off the switch against. The joint trainer. I really don't know what's going on with Class A, truthfully. And I'm a little bit concerned to the point where it could be a problem. But at the same time, you know, it, they do have to make this story interesting. I don't want to see Class A just wipe the field of Class B. And plus, Class B is a hero course. Just because they're not in A doesn't mean their quirk is any less dangerous than the others for the most part. And so that's chapter going. You know, it goes to um, Bakio yelling at his team, talking about you're too damn slow, you slow pokes. And clearly, Bakio is that type of leader who yells at him, kind of like not degrade him, but pretty much kind of belittle them in a way. And because their all plan was to pretty much try to track the enemy um, by you know seeing where they at, and then pretty much go head to head and fight. You got Sugar Rush, you got the girl with the hair phone, and the guy with the tape. I forgot their names. I don't have my book with the names in them. But these are the guys. So anyway, Bakugo was like, um, go ahead. He kind of charged, and then he was like, ears, go ahead and locate where the enemies are. And she like, I have a name, pretty much. I Shoot, and I'm sorry, because I forgot her name, too. So I feel like I'm Bakugo at this moment. But anyway, she hear them is like, realize it's a trap. And yell, it's a trap, And but by then, it's too late. So, the girl, Cessna, who, her quirk ability is lizard um, tail cut off. And pretty much, she can split her body into several pieces and move them freely. So, pretty much, her body is split up into seven pieces. And she's able to use them to attack back ago. And it's pretty hard for him to attack because... Her body's, like, broken up into different pieces that, you know, you can't really focus on one particular part because all of it is, like, floating around and able to attack. And then she had that one eye in the sky, so it's, like, kind of, like, spying on them from up above, which her ability is really pretty cool. I ain't gonna lie, pretty much like that. I can see why she got, like, you know, a recommendation to be in UA instead of having to really take the test. And so, for the most part. So, yeah. The fight kind of go on, and then a guy, the one with that kind of remind me of the Heartless and Kingdom Heart, um, Bondo Kujiros. Um, his quirk is Simon, 
and he kind of gushed out like glue-like thing that can dry um, like liquid adhesive and just how fast it dries so it's kind of his ability is kind of like the guy with the tape but his own is more of like a glue-like structure and he pretty much put a glue around all over class a was already kind of looking bad for class a for the most part and in their fight and it's funny how these people how class b team works because the next guy kamarari kamari tagaros i can never say the names um quirk razor sharp his hands like look remind me of scissors so you know it's almost like you got glue you got scissors you got people person that, like breaks into peace that's a tough combination to go on out, out and all that. And Deku, which we finally finally get to see a little bit of Deku. He ain't really doing much on this arc. But he was like, oh, Class B is pretty much taking advantage of Class A moves and stuff. So pretty much, it's pretty much kind of hard right now for it. And then, of course, you know, got Bakugo trying to do his best to try to be, you know, the LeBron James of the crew, if you want to say and trying to fight everybody, but he's literally having a hard time. So, yeah, sorry about that, guys. For some reason, like I said, whenever I do podcasts on my phone, it always like likes to cut off. But anyway, pretty much the chapter, pretty much, and with every day, um, Bakugo fighting, and the girl with the ear was about to get attacked. And he, Bakugo, ends up cutting off uh, the guy that could turn himself with the scissors, um, pretty much, from attacking her. So Bakugo showing that he's really on another level now. And from the looks of it, it looked like he is. Uh, this chapter's really good. I can't wait to see more of it. I'm just kind of a little bit ready for the joint training arc to be finished. I feel like... In a way, even though it's in the manga, it feel like a filler a little bit. I'm happy that it showed the progression of each class A and B, but at the same time, it's like I'm ready to see something else. But it's all understandable. Like, in due time, it's going to happen. So, ain't no need to really rush it for the most part. And so, I'm not going to complain about that. But anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to the weekly anime podcast um also you know if you guys are listening please subscribe listen it's your first time welcome and i hope you guys enjoy what you heard and also you know send me an email anime nerd 1992 at gmail.com let me know what you guys want to hear and stuff follow me on twitter as well as anime nerd 92 and you know i'll follow back and i also like to tweet and stuff like that but anyway you guys take it easy love you guys peace